Hi and welcome to the first episode of On Manorama's podcast, COP26 and Kerala. Over the next few weeks, we'll be discussing various environmental issues triggered by climate change specific to Kerala in the context of UNFCC's COP26 summit in Glasgow, which is scheduled to happen on October 31st. This is Harita Benjamin and in today's episode, we are discussing the issue of coastal erosion. state with almost 590 kilometers of coast the rise in sea surface temperature due to climate change is a major concern for kerala a report by the state's disaster management authority shows that 493 hectares of land disappeared due to coastal erosion alone from 2002 to 2012 this affected more than 77000 people in the state the figures have likely gone up in the recent years uh, so we have with us uh, my colleague uh, ta amiruddin uh, to discuss the issue with us uh, amiruddin has extensively covered the sea erosion issue in coastal region of chellanam in a series uh, called what is happening in chellanam hi amir uh, welcome to our podcast series uh, cop26 in kerala Now uh, Chellanam in Ernakulam district uh, has been extensively affected uh, by uh, sea erosion right and you have uh, you know covered a lot of it uh, in your series uh, which was a five part series i believe right yes exactly yeah so uh, during your visit there what is the scale of erosion uh, witnessed and uh, like if you could you know also uh, portray what is the general scale of coastal erosion uh, seen across kerala that would be great Yeah, Harida. Actually, before going into the details of Chellanam uh, erosion, I would like to uh, make a few comments on the, uh, the overall scenario of sea erosion in Kerala. Generally, uh, you know, uh, Kerala and Kerala is used to discuss about the the coastal erosion and the and its impact during the southwestern monsoon season, starting from uh, May end till September, because. almost uh, uh, you know 80% of the coastal stretch in kerala affected by coastal erosion and that is the time when uh, the government and the people used to discuss about this issue seriously after that what happens is that you know what i observed from my reporting experience the government as well as the media will forget about this issue right so yeah. uh, let me focus on the chellanam issue uh, at the moment As you know, Chellanam lies very close to the Kochi city. It actually lies 17.5 kilometer uh, south of the Kochi uh, seaport. Uh, it's a, it lies on a sliver of land uh, which has a width of uh, uh, just one kilometer. On the western side of the village is the Arabian Sea, and on the southern side it is the uh, Vembanad Lake. Around 15,000 people live in that village, and uh, this coast, this coastal belt, uh, consists of Chellanam Gram Panchayat as well as three divisions of Kochi Corporation. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, normally, what happens in in, in all, uh, you know, what happens in all South Monsoon season is that uh, the the monster waves used to bombard the village, and the people used to move of their houses and seek refuge in uh, nearby uh, higher secondary schools. So, and this year also, in in May this year, May 2021, we all know that South Cyclone South Bay. uh caused massive havoc in almost you know in the several parts of the state and uh, all the people left their house 
and uh, they they sought refuge this uh, higher secondary school the only higher secondary school in the, in that village so uh, what i understand from my reporting experience is that the coastal erosion in in chellanam is the is a massive one is it is the biggest erosion affected village in kerala and it was caused mainly by the cochin uh, seaport as well as a harbor uh, which is situated on the southern side of the gram panchayat so uh, when i spoke to the people over there, the elderly people there they told me that uh, the distance from the coast to the sea uh, was more than 3 kilometers some uh, 60 years ago the government identified chennanam as a erosion prone area in 1968 and the village got its first seawall in 68 at that right okay elderly people told me that uh, they believe their village is secure and they would not be affected by the uh, sea erosion anymore but what happened was uh, in the contrary because sea erosion the the the, the seawall was not maintained properly and the, the 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 village began to feel the pinch uh, starting from uh you uh, know uh, 1998 so uh, that kind of brings us uh, to the next question uh, in kerala you witness a lot of people uh, living on ecotones that's you know the transitionary area between land and water bodies for at least 6 lakh people in kerala you know we have fishermen and uh, uh you know uh, so so the coastal area is also reporting a high level of density of population uh, it's almost two times the average of you know general uh, kerala population density so you've you've met up with the residents of chellanam uh, during your report there so uh, they have lost their homes and they've also lost their livelihood uh, to the sea so you 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 talked about you know the families living at a school uh, in chellanam after losing their homes so could you share a few narratives you know for the benefit of our audience before going to, into that details i would like to touch upon the, the density the population density in this coastal region right uh, to give an example uh, in kerala in, in, in chellanam the area of uh, it, it has an area of 812 hectares and its population density is a uh, 1833 38% per square square kilometer so this is more than double the population density of kerala in kerala yeah. the normal population density is 800 800 right per right. kilometer this one the chellanam uh, density its population density is almost five times higher than the national average Na- our national average is uh, 382% per Uh, so that, wow, okay. that brings you the point that what you said was really uh, exact and uh, like what you said was correct in terms of this this coastal area as uh, highly population dense area okay, okay. so uh, during my reporting assignment i met up with a lot of people starting from uh, young children uh, to the elderly people i met up with one young guy who is just 16 year old his name was edgar sebastian and uh, he has been seeing this mysteries of the history of of his villages during months during every month his parents used to take him to the school the, the relief camp uh, and they used to come back after the he has uh, like you know the the, the water has uh, been uh, received so this guy Uh, edgar he wrote a letter to the president uh, of india in uh, 2020 uh, urging him to interfere in this issue and uh, ensure a secure life for their for his uh, villages uh, and he got a reply from the president too 
the president the president the office of the president directed the chief secretary of kerala to intervene in the issue and they take immediate measures but nothing has happened uh, so far all right incident was that i met up with uh, an elderly lady a 60 year old woman pankamma antony she has been staying in the uh, the semi the, the so called the, the higher secondary school for uh, more than uh, like 3 uh, months now she is still uh, staying there uh, when i met her uh, during an uh, assignment in 2020 uh she told me that her house is situated very close to the sea and it will be broken any time it will be destroyed any time soon a year after i met her she, uh, she was in the uh, relief camp and she told me that you know her predictions came true she she doesn't have any place to go at the moment and uh, she will continue to live in that relief camp uh, until she gets a house so uh, there are a lot of examples like this uh, you know in selanam where people are people don't have uh, you know they 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 see their uh, future very bleak so uh, now uh, you know in chellanam uh, we uh, we've seen that you know the rise in sea levels and the rough sea uh, has been eroding the coast there right Uh, but besides the visible effects of uh, climate change and rise in sea levels land use patterns have also impacted the shores of kerala so uh, you know i was recently reading up an independent study on coastal erosion uh, it was titled sea erosion in kerala and uh, review and recommendations so it has commented on how uh, sand mining and unscientific constructions along the coast has also you know affected the coastal erosion so what's your take on this subject this is a vast subject and yes. uh, i would like to point out uh, make two points here one is yes. about selanam and one is about the overall scenario in kerala so coming back to selanam uh, this has been scientific studies has established that the erosion uh, has been caused by the kochin uh, seaport as well as the uh, harbor the fishing harbor in selanam gram panchayat even when the kochin port was constructed in 1928 the uh, uh, it was constructed by british engineers one of the, the chief engineer there mr bustow he proposed a breakwater in the port southern side but that didn't happen and uh, that is actually causing the sea erosion in chellanam at the moment okay. so what is happening there is beaches along the kerala coast uh, face erosion during the southwest monsoon months from uh, may to september and minor erosion during the northeast monsoon uh, uh, from december in december and january during this uh, time high energy waves pull sediments and soils away from the shore after the monsoon is over low energy waves bring back the eroded uh, sediment and soil this cyclical process of uh, erosion and accretion ensures that beaches remain intact so that is a, that is a scientific principle right yeah so what happens in kellanam is that the shipping channel for the kochin seaport disrupts the cyclical process the sand and sediment from kellanam gets trapped in this channel and this uh, sand and sediment will be dredged and deposited uh, in the deep sea because you now this this the shipping channel should be should we should keep a minimum length for the shipping channel because this shipping channel is the place where ships arrive and depart the port okay so this has the depth of this channel has to be maintained so what coaching port is doing is that they dredge the, the sand and sediments from the shipping channel and deposit into the uh, deep sea 
this actually oh. should be the process if, if they the process this uh, sandent sediments uh, near the selanum beach uh, you know experts suggest that that will uh, reduce the impact of erosion right all right all right so there there was already a natural process which was going on you know they they take away the soil or the mud which is there in the beaches and it it comes back but that was disrupted right okay uh, so that kind of brings us uh, to the next question till now we were talking about the constructions uh, which were made you know for uh, humans like you know the ports harbors and all that but uh, some of the methods which were used to prevent sea erosion such as you know breakwater and seawall constructions are now termed as unscientific uh you know there's a lot of and there's also a lot of talk about uh, new uh, you know kind of prevention mechanisms like cut reports and you know geotubes so yeah. what is the way forward when it comes to you know preserving our coast scientifically and you know protecting the population living along the coast yeah for the beginners i would like to explain what a breakwater and a growing is breakwater is a structure which is constructed in the middle of the sea while groin is a small structure built along the shore to prevent beach erosion so normally people believe that people who live near the coast they believe that these breakwaters and groins can prevent sea erosion but actually it is not researchers and scientists normally say that all structures all such structures have aggravated the erosion by disrupting the natural uh, movement of uh, sand and sediment so uh, i would also like to bring in another study here like it was a study conducted by the national center for sustainable coastal management they found that kerala this is the this is the statistics uh, as of uh, in, in 2010 okay uh, uh, kerala has around 106 growings and 25 breakwaters along the 310 kilometers of kerala coastline okay. so this is a this was a study done in 2010 and level years have passed and the number might have definitely increased that study noted that human intervention was visible in about 63% of the coast kerala coast while only 37% of the coast could be uh, called as uh, no intervention coast mm-hmm. so the that, that study again one that any attempt to halt the natural sediment movement using hard structures these uh, uh, breakwaters and groins were called hard structures so these hard structures would result in the disappearance of uh, beach the city also agreed proper precautions must be taken uh, prior to erecting uh, any strong uh, any structure along the uh, vulnerable coastal structures so yes. what i'm trying to say is that uh, you know those people living in the uh, the coastal areas even a lot of people in telangana believe that uh, their coast can be conserved or they can uh, retrieve rather uh you know with the construction of uh, uh growing sand you know breakwaters but that is not the actual case a lot of people believe that uh, tetrapods and other structures help them retrieve the coast but uh, what happened in telanum was in 2020 the government sanctioned a, a good amount of money i don't remember the exact figures for 132 geotubes uh but uh, what uh, the contractor who who got the job he could lay only 11 geotubes in telana and now the government recently the government has allocated the uh, 344 crore rupees to lay tetrapods uh, it, you know tetrapods are like concrete structures they were uh, like concrete structures they were built outside the uh, near the coast and it will be laid uh, in the sea 
you know uh, like you know the strength of the the bent, the, the strength of the core before doing any kind of uh, any such work so uh, what is the way forward when it comes to uh, preserving our coast scientifically and protecting its population yeah uh, scientists have proposed a lot have been proposing a lot of methods to pre- prevent coastal erosion uh, some of them are like limiting human intervention and growing uh, mangroves near the coast and uh, in pondicherry you know in a recent example was that they erected a uh, 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 a reef a concrete made reef uh to rescue the 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 the, the bee so to retrieve the bee so this okay. has been, it has been working really well and that has been considered as one of the methods to prevent coastal erosion but okay. in case of chelanum uh, the situation is really really serious because it needs uh, you know even scientists are saying it needs some hard methods like you know uh, like uh, it needs a hard structure uh, to to rescue the bee one of them is that you know people are you know as you, as you are aware chelanum has been witnessing a lot of protests like there are two organizations which are uh, which are coordinating these protests one is kochi chelanum janagiyavedi and the other one is care uh, chelanum so both of these organizations have been demanding uh, that uh, the kochi porters should deposit these uh, the dredged sediment which we mentioned earlier Yeah. the coaching port uh, near the selanum coast and they are also demanding uh, a growing field a growing field means you know a, a, a host of like you know, a number of growing that uh, to be installed near the coast they are not demanding it should not be uh, you know hard structures but uh, uh, sand filled growing uh, can be uh, laid near the coast they, they believe that those measures will secure their beach okay Uh, so are these uh, you know scientifically conclusive methods uh, but the right. only thing is that proper study must be conducted before uh, suggesting uh, measures any kind of measure yeah right 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 okay so uh, now that we've discussed about you know the erosion and you know the ways to uh, you know prevent it uh, now what is the status of rehabilitation uh, you know here is it is it enough uh, because we have you know had reports of people still living in relief camps uh, after 3 months or you know 4 months after the cyclone has struck the coast so uh, what is the status of rehabilitation right now here rehabilitation along the coastal stretch has been a contentious issue in kerala and in 2019 the kerala government launched a program a project rather uh, called punargeham which is called uh, it's literally translated as new home uh, under which the government was planning to uh, relocate re- or rehabilitated 20000 families uh, who are living along the coastal spurs in kerala uh, when i say coastal spurs just less than 100 meters away from the beach so uh, under the program um uh, the government will give uh, rupees 6 lakh to buy land and 4 lakh uh, rupees to build a house but the, the in some part of kerala like in pundura and valiyathura in tiruvananthapuram district a lot of people have opted for the uh, punargeham project but chellanam cases entirely different because chellanam lies very close to kochin city and the land value is very high over there so people are saying they cannot buy land for 6 lakh rupees and they cannot build a house for 4 lakh rupees so that's why 
in Telano, when I took, uh, when I collected the statistics of the rehabilitation process, only 26 families have, have been relocated so far. Recently, All right. Because yeah. of the sea erosion, 100 families have submitted uh, their application to be considered under this Punargehim project. But the number is too low because, you know, the entire structure is being uh, is, is inhabited by uh, over 17,000 people or, or sorry, uh, 15,000 people. So uh, only 100 people have opted for the program. That shows that people are, uh, people do not like the project because they think that what government is offering is a meager amount and they need, uh, what they are demanding at the moment is a proper rehabilitation program because <coughs> considering all these factors. All right. And because their livelihood is also very much dependent on the coastal area, they can't really uh, live far off from Chellanam, right? So, yeah. That is a major issue because yeah. you know, they want to live near the coast because, you know, it is, it is all about their livelihood. They right, are, right. They have been moved to somewhere else. They cannot go out on fishing and they cannot find a living. Exactly. That, that's a major issue the government should, should also consider. Right, right. Okay, uh, so uh, now that kind of brings us uh, to the end of this podcast. Uh, now, the COP26 uh, is scheduled to happen on October 31st. And uh, it will, you know, primarily discuss and chart out ambitious plans uh, to reduce the carbon emissions. Uh, we know that, you know, climate change is a real issue. And, you know, our coasts are not going to be there uh, as it is for a long period of time. So what can be done uh, on the part of the local government and the citizens uh, who's li- who are living along the coast and otherwise uh, to prevent this? Exactly. That, that's a major, that's a very important point. And this local government have to play a key role in this thing uh, because they are like, you know, they are the, uh, the, the people who uh, directly infect the people's issues. They know what is happening there. So uh, the local self-government have the duty or they have the, uh, they should be involving in, the, in, in addressing the issue and demanding the government to ameliorate the situation as well as the citizens, you know, the, the local self-government as well as the government should, uh, uh, should consider or uh, should incorporate the expertise of the, the indigenous people over there. Because, you know, at, at the moment what is happening is that the government will hire or the government will, uh, you know, constitute a body of experts to do analysis and studies and suggest methods to uh, prevent coastal erosion. So what I'm suggesting, uh, you know, from my reporting experience is that government should uh, include uh, the fishermen as well as uh, the local self-government uh, to find solution to this, uh, to this very important issue. Right. I think that's a very valid point, you know, because often what happens is uh, you have discussions at the higher up level, which does not include the local people. But after all, it is, uh, you know, the local residents and the livelihoods of, you know, the common man which are getting affected. So unless, you know, it is an inclusive discussion, uh, you can't really get ahead, uh, be it in, you know, climate change or coastal erosion. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so that kind of brings us to the end of the discussion. Thank you, Amiruddin, uh, for joining us. So thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Join us next week to listen to more on climate change on our next episode of COP26 and Kerala.